0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Self Podcast, where we talk happiness from both a professional and a personal point of view. I'm Tracy Fox, your host. I'm an NYU certified executive life coach. I've written four books on happiness. And if you'd like to find out more about me, please go to my website, TracyFox.net. For now, sit back, laugh, listen, and learn as you enjoy your happy self. Today, we're speaking with Dimitri Ganius from Ghanis Media Lab. And the subject is one of my favorites, public speaking and public persona. And actually, Demetra, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself and how you became an expert in this particular field.
1: Tracy, I'm honored. Thank you. First, I want to let you know that you are one of my favorite speakers. And I love your style. You are a no-nonsense, confident speaker. I think that's exactly what people need. So however it is that you got there, I'm a huge fan. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. My name is Dimitra Ganias. I am the founder of Ganias Media Lab. And what I do is I transform careers through public speaking. I build on a history of speaking. I am a journalist. I am a broadcast journalist. I was a reporter, an anchor, a producer for television news for about a dozen years. And after taking a break to have my children, I got back into this business on this consulting side. And I love it because I think what we really need to do is shatter the misconceptions about public speaking. So number one, I'm talking to you today, I'm just as nervous as the next person. Why not? I care what I'm saying, I want to sound smart, I want to sound articulate, of course I'm going to be nervous. I care, right? And the other message that I really want to tell people, and this is what my business is built upon, even a one-on-one conversation is an exercise in public speaking. I think we take for granted this the idea that we are constantly public speaking. No stage required, no microphone in hand, but there's always an audience. We're sharing, we're convincing, we're persuading, we're advocating, and that is the essence of public speaking.
0: Okay, so I love that idea. So you're saying it's much bigger than just being a professional speaker, you know, at a conference or on a television show, that all of us really need to think about this differently.
1: Absolutely. And here's why if I'm talking, you're listening. So I'm in control here. This is a position of power. Now, I love that feeling. It's terrifying, it can be absolutely exhilarating but it's a powerful position. So I don't want you to squander that opportunity next time you have the chance to stand in front of a room and say something. Now, a lot of times we need to get out of this comfort zone. That's where we live and we say, you know, that's just not me. Well, make it you, it's something we can put on and we're gonna talk more about that. But what I wanna tell you is the way to get what you want is to speak up and ask for it, to share what you need, what you like. What if it's a pay raise? What if it's a promotion? How are you going to get that if you're not the one saying, this is me, I'm here, I have the skills, I deserve it, and I want it. So from the mundane, I'm trying to convince my husband where we're going to go to dinner tonight, I'm on Zoom with, you know, my son's speech therapist trying to get him services for the upcoming school year, or I'm trying to keep my livelihood when my company is consolidating and I'm the one who needs this job. So from the very mundane to the very serious, you need to speak up. So put it in your mind that this is what you have to do and then figure out a way that makes you comfortable enough to do it.
0: All right, what I have to imagine, again, this is fascinating to me because as you know, I do a lot of life coaching and so much of the coaching I do is about relationships. And of course, relationships break down because people are not communicating properly. So how does one, because I work with a lot of women who say, I don't have a voice and I don't even know how to get a voice in this relationship. So let's start with kind of that and then we'll we'll move up to bigger and better, you know, jobs in terms of public speaking, but just in your own home and your own relationships.
1: Okay, so let's put it this way, something that we can all understand. Someone's coming over your house for dinner, right? What are you gonna do? In my house, I'm gonna put all the toys in the bins. I'm gonna put the dirty dishes in the dishwasher. I'm going to make sure every bed is made. I'm gonna put out some nice food. I'm gonna get myself together. Well, that's what you're doing when you're public speaking. My home isn't in its natural state all put together. I'm creating that because I'm proud of me and I'm proud of my home. So I'm going to go the extra effort to make my environment look the way I want it to. Well, that's what we need to do with public speaking. We can't say, yeah, I don't do that or that's just not who I am. Well, why not? It's something you can put an effort toward. And that's my point. I, today, I woke up, I put on a full face of makeup, I did my hair, and I said, I'm gonna start my day because I have meetings and I'm gonna get myself ready. Well, the persona is what we put on. Some people feel powerful in a pair of heels. I feel more confident in my flats, so I don't fall on my face. But I don't normally wear makeup. So if you knock on my door on a random day, you will not see the Dimitra that I'm putting out into the world when I'm in my work mode. The speaking is the same concept. You want to put on the idea of I am strong, I am powerful, and I have a mission. So it really is just tweaking something in our brain. Another quick analogy I want to share with you. When we go from high school to college, right, we're leaving behind all of the people that we knew for 12, 15 years, whatever it is, in the same school, and we say, who do I want to be? Am I the jock who all of a sudden wants to do musical theater? Am I the quiet, shy one who all of a sudden wants to be the partier and be gregarious and outgoing? That's what persona is. It's the image that we give other people about who we are. And we are in control. So going from high school to college, there is a very obvious break in our life. There's a new start, a fresh beginning. But sometimes we think we don't have that opportunity in our day-to-day life. Well, make a decision. What's your day? When are you gonna do something differently? When are you going to act and look differently and present yourself in a different way? Because, I don't know about you, I'm a big fan of New Year's resolutions. Why? Because I like a switch in my brain telling me, I'm gonna do something different now. I don't know how you feel about that, Tracy.
0: No, I love it. I'm all about that. I'm all about trying new things and, you know, magnifying your life and all of that. But back to public persona, which you and I have talked about privately, because that was a new concept to me. And I'm still grappling with it because I am of the mindset that can your public persona be who you truly are? You You know what I mean? Like, can they be the same thing or no, they really do need to be different. And if they need to be different, how do you decide what you want your public persona to be?
1: I love this question. And the reason why it's so important is because people think that a persona is fake, right? It has such a yes. negative connotation. That's Something true. feels dirty about it, right? Yes. If we look on Facebook or Instagram, what is the narrative we hear? Well, it's only someone's highlight reel, right? Well, yeah, of course we know that. I don't think we need to be shocked or dismayed mm. that that woman always uses that filter to look good. Well, yes, because I want to look and feel good it's okay. I I don't think we need to judge or degrade or feel self-conscious about what we do to make ourselves look and feel good. I think that's life. And when I consider what am I putting out there? Here's the test. Is it furthering the mission of what I want to be? So the word we're looking for here is alignment. Is what I'm doing and showing aligned with how I want people to think of me? So Here's a really easy exercise to do. Write down three descriptive words of how you want people to feel about you. Any three. The first three that come to your mind are probably the best ones. Well, is what you're doing aligning with those three words? Because if you want to be the experienced professional, well, you're not going to put yourself hanging out and having dinner or just doing something fun all the time, people, you want to be taken seriously. Maybe you're not going to use your headshot, even though you might look better. Don't use the 10-year-old headshot. You want to look older. You want to look experienced. You want to show gravitas. You want to show that you've been in this industry for a while. So that headshot from when you are 10 years younger probably isn't serving you. So even if you don't quite look the way you used to, or you don't quite feel the way you should in that picture, do something that shows that you have experience. So those are the types of things I want you to consider. How is what you're putting out into the world aligned with the end result you want to create?
0: And do you think the pressure is the same whether you're a stay-at-home mom or whether you are trying to be a top doc?
1: Well, I can say because I've been both. I have been stay-at-home mom for a good long time. And I am certainly trying to do something in my professional space that I haven't done before. There's pressure in both. And I think if we're kidding ourselves and we're trying to show perfection, well, then, yeah, that's what we're trying to look out for. It's not quite the full picture. It's not that it's fake. It's just not the full picture. But if I know that I'm going back to work, for example, my Instagram. I don't want to put pictures of my kids because I don't quite feel comfortable with that. Neither does my husband. So that's a decision we've made. But I do want to show that I'm a mother because I think that has a lot to do with who I am, the way that I make decisions, the way that I delegate my time. So I might show something of the back of their heads once every two months to say, this is what we're doing, or happy Mother's Day to me, or you know, here's something that happened with my child that I'm really proud of. And this lesson that I've been beating into his head for the last couple of months paid off, maybe it will help you too. So yeah, of course, there's a lot of pressure. I think no matter what we do, we want to be great. And the partnership that we have with ourselves is going to be the most important relationship in getting that out there. So Tracy, for anybody who's looking to be a more professional or more serious professional or trying to do something differently in their office, be visible What's something you haven't done before that you can do to be visible. Are usually quiet in meetings? You kind of fly under the radar and you hope no one calls on you and phew, you got through another one without talking. Ask a question, offer an idea, do something so you can show up, take up some space as they say.
0: Love that, be visible. I think a lot of people need that, to be visible. All right, what you just said brought up another question in my mind, which is, and I just actually had this discussion with someone this weekend at a dinner party, but what if the image you're putting out is different than the image that is being received and one one of my favorites of course on facebook and instagram is people who constantly post like every time they're out they have a wine bottle or a glass of wine or cocktails and they're shooting cocktails and they're they're doing it because they think that they're showing the world how fun they are and they're always at a party but the public often is perceiving it as you have a drinking problem you know what i mean (laughs) Uh, because every every photo is with a with is with a glass of alcohol so how, how do you
1: balance that? What I would say to that person is, why do you think you need to do it? And let's find out another way for you to be you. So I know what might be popular. I mean, Rosé all day, we're gonna see that for the next four months on social media, are we not? We are. And I know it is popular. I also know that it's, you know, it, I think it's a popular mom coping mechanism to have a glass of wine and put it in your coffee mug so that it doesn't look like you're actually drinking. Whatever it is, the persona of who moms are and what you need to do, no matter who you are, you need to say, is this serving who I am? Because in the end, who really cares that you're drinking? Is it you think that they think you should be doing that? Take a chance and try something that you haven't done reveal a sliver of yourself that isn't who you have been all along and test the waters so you might put a post up about something more serious something you have done in the past do a throwback to something you did professionally was there a certificate you got? if may is coming up and i graduated 20 years ago i'm certainly going to do a post saying 20 years ago Boston University, College of Communication, because I'm so proud of that. Hmm. So I might invite a person into a sliver of my life that they don't normally see or that they don't typically know about and see what the response is. Try to alter your content. Try to alter your message. And when you speak to someone, maybe it's in your office and you're having a face-to-face meeting because you're doing that again. Take a chance on sharing something that they don't even know about yet. People who have known you for years, something they don't know and see what the reaction is. Try, take a risk, and then evaluate what your feedback is.
0: I love that and I think it's perfect right now as we're coming out of COVID that everybody's new mother should be try something new, take a risk, expand, right? Enlarge your life a little bit and have some fun with it, absolutely.
1: I mean, listen, this isn't just spring, right? Spring is, this is the spring. It's the most gorgeous spring ever. And it's also the spring after a dormant year. So imagine how powerful it is. You know, we see the leaves and the flowers and the grass blooming. Well, we're going to do the same. It's time for us to bloom. Get out there, decide how you want to be, and take the steps to be that person.
0: Yeah, great advice for right now. All right, I'm going to switch gears into public speaking Um, and as we know, it's one of the top fears of all human beings is public speaking. Uh, and so we want to get into why is that number one, that we are all so afraid, absolutely afraid. Um, and then what are the tips and tricks to get over it? Because, uh, my own story is I used to be afraid to even get up at a birthday party and say happy birthday. Now, of course I speak in front of thousands and thousands of people, but I got to say, I'm still nervous when I do it. Those nerves are there. Um, and I would love it if they would go away.
1: Okay, well, here's what I'm going to say about the nerves. Everybody listen up. The nerves are normal. So the idea is not to erase them because I don't think that's going to happen. I'm sweating talking to you. Good thing we're not shaking hands. My hands are cold and clammy. That's the way life is. We have these physiological responses to what we're doing. So here's what I would say. Instead of trying to ignore them and push the nerves away, recognize them accept them and say, I'm moving on now. So if we can expect the sweating, the flushing, whatever it is, we're not going to be so caught off guard. Because then when we realize these things are happening, we completely lose our train of thought. We don't know what we were talking about. What was that important message that I had to share? So before you get up, just say, I know I'm going to be sweaty, I'm going to be clammy hands. Uh, Maybe I'll feel some tightness in my chest, whatever it is. What are your symptoms? Expect them, invite them in, and then file them away in your brain somewhere. So we want to compartmentalize whatever that physical reaction is. And okay, if you flush, just say, you know what? I'm new at this. I'm a bit nervous. Forgive me. Name it out loud if you can. If you have that opportunity. Just acknowledge how you feel if you think people are seeing it and then move on. Keep going. So the idea with the nerves is to manage them, not to eradicate them.
0: Okay, love that.
1: How about like and um? So we tend to say like and um and so as fillers. So we say um while we're thinking. Just stop and think. Or again, you can say, I need to think about that for a moment and give a quick pause. It's okay, I think we're sort of afraid of silence and we want to fill it. So that's why we use the like and the um, because we're so definitely afraid of the quiet as if people are gonna see into our souls if we pause for a second. So just take a moment, think about your answer if you need a moment to think, or you can just say, think about that for a moment or you know what that's a great question I don't know the answer right now I'm going to get back to you about that and just acknowledge that you need a moment and so those fillers if they don't go away completely you can lessen them a great deal
0: yeah agree completely and I also don't think people understand how powerful silence is because if you stop when you're giving a speech and you say I'd like you all to think about that and then you say nothing for 10 seconds, 20 seconds, right? It might make people a little uncomfortable, but it's extremely powerful. So we can actually see, use it to our advantage
1: even. You nailed it. If I lean in and whisper something, it's going to be a lot more powerful than me yelling, right? It's like sometimes the scariest parents are those who whisper rather than yell because you know there's something powerful behind it. And the other thing about getting up in front of people that for me is very hard, and I do this all the time, is to record myself and watch it. It's like when you have the broccoli in your teeth. The only thing more embarrassing than knowing you have the broccoli in your teeth is when your friends didn't tell you, and you say, why didn't you tell me? We need to know what we need to fix. So we have our phones, right? They're glued to us 24 seven. Record yourself, practice. Look at what you do and say, you know, I'm constantly cocking my head to the side. Or why am I swaying side to side so much? That's really distracting. Or why do I start all of my answers with, you know, and then you keep going? So we don't really know what to change until we take a good, hard look at what we're doing, what patterns we fall into, what habits we have, and then we can change something. If we're not aware, then we basically cannot help ourselves.
0: All right, let's talk about how you recover from a fall though. So if you are on stage, this actually happened to me one time, I had to convince a bunch of businessmen that they should hire me to go on stage at a big corporate retreat. And I was pretty confident walking in. But for some reason, even though I was somewhat confident, I got up there and everything left me. And I have all these men staring at me. And I literally had nothing to say. I mean, I knew the material, but it it was gone because I was, so, I just got nervous. And then knowing it was gone made me more nervous. And there I am standing there and they're all looking at me and I'm like, um,
1: I, I didn't know what to do. It, empty brain. I empty have brain been there. I totally wasn't there. It's terrifying. And I think what you can do, if you can, is ask for a moment to go regroup. If you haven't started yet and you know, you say, May I use the bathroom before we begin? I'm so sorry. I I just need a moment. If you can do that, if not, then you pause right there and you take a deep breath and you close your eyes and you try to bring back one word or two words that you know are critical to what you're saying and just build off of that word. Think of a wheel, a bicycle wheel, there is something in the middle and then all the spokes come off of it. If you can just have one word that centers you and then you start speaking and sharing those ideas out from the center, that might be a good way to just get some of what was in your mind to come out because those moments are inevitable. I think we just fear that moment happening and so it disqualifies any opportunity to get out there and speak because we think that's going to happen so okay well at least in your repertoire let it happen once so you can say oh that happened because sometimes the fear of that happening is what people are paralyzed by so better to go out there and completely screw up than to never try
0: All right. So what's your best advice to, you know, I'm even thinking of like college kids and then on for people who are like, I am paralyzed and I'm not going to do it. And I will do anything to avoid getting up and having to ever give a, a, a talk in college and or my first job or anything. And they're in the mindset that they're going to avoid it at all costs because they are so afraid of making a fool of themselves.
1: Well, we know it's inevitable. You're going to have to talk. You're going to go to a job interview. Perfect example, right? You know what people are going to ask at a job interview. Yes, they're going to throw you some curveballs. That's what they're supposed to do to catch you off guard, to see how you think on your feet. Okay, great. But I'm pretty sure that somewhere in an interview, you're going to have to talk about your strengths and you're going to have to talk about your weaknesses. So, what are you going to say? Sit down, write it down, sit on a blank document, whether it's your Word document if you're in a blank email and start writing because the best thing you can do on a blank slate there is to edit, cut, change words, look at your thesaurus, go back over the experiences in your life and say, what am I going to talk about? You know, in many situations where you're going to ask preparing for today, Tracy, I know what you're going to ask me. You might throw me some curve Sure. I'll think on my feet, but I can pretty much Nail what I need to say about me and my business and the advice I'm going to give. How much of it is really going to be a shock? So, I think what we need to do is write it down, memorize it, work on it, remember the bullet points that you're going to have to recall. It's not always rocket science. People are going to ask you what is most obvious 90% of the time. Anticipate the questions, do some work and save yourself a lot of heartache when it's time to speak.
0: Well, and you're a perfect example of this. One of the things I learned early on is just, and I got this, I think, from Tony Robbins, maybe, but just be incredibly enthusiastic. And if you're incredibly enthusiastic, right, you can talk about peeling a banana and people will be interested in it. So, and, you know, you're an (laughs) example of that today. And this um, interview has been very interesting um, and exciting. And I think a lot of people are going to, get a lot of information from this but before we end i really invite all my guests to uh give their best definition of a happy self because this is called the happy self podcast so what is your best definition of a happy self
1: my happy self is accepting all of the good with all of the bad and i thought about this question long and hard tracy because what does that mean the happy self so i think when i look back on my life you know the job of my dreams that was in the middle of nowhere working midnight to 8 a.m. You know, Mm -hmm. the good and bad was coupled together. I met the man of my dreams three hours away and we were long distance the entire time we dated and while we were engaged. And then when we finally were together, I quit that job that I had hours away. And then I went to New York City and it was a really hard environment to work in. Uh, you know, I thought my life stream is coming true. I'm reporting in Manhattan, and New York City was not good to me. It was a tough time in my life professionally. So there's always good and the bad. So my happy self is recognizing that I need to decide I'm happy. Take whatever element in your life is best, highlight it, focus on it, and stop trying to fix whatever the hard part is because that's what life is so i'm 42 years old i've learned a little bit about that balance in my life and every time something amazing happens like my dream of being a mother to three children it's complete chaos you know my professional life was in the tank when my personal life was at its best (laughs) so that's some honesty for you there there's always That good and bad for me.
0: Oh, that's a perfect definition. All right, so if people want to reach out to you because they want to get some training and some confidence, tell us the best way to get in touch with you.
1: The best way to reach me is at Lab.com. It's my last name, Media Lab. Or you can find me on Instagram at Dimitra Ganias. Tracy, you're the best. Thank you so much. It is
0: my absolute pleasure. And we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Take good care. All right, bye.